This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week is the final week of my four-part series on healthy weight management. And I hope you've learned a few things about it. As you would have seen, it's actually quite complicated and there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. In fact, an individualized approach to weight loss seems to be the best thing when you look at all of the research. So over the past four uh, weight loss episodes, I focused on what are the hormones that are driving our weight control and our appetite. And our weight control and appetite are closely linked to our glucose metabolism, which is why I devoted a whole episode to insulin resistance and the role of insulin in maintaining our blood glucose level and our feelings of uh, being hungry or being uh, full. And I also went through in the last episode, protein and the effects of high protein diets and why they can work really well for the short term. The evidence doesn't really support them for the long term. So that's really interesting. And this week I wanted to focus on a few things. Um, I want to talk about low calorie diets. I also want to talk about the yo-yo effect and the effect of the microbiome on weight. Because of course, as you know, I'm really, really obsessed with gut health and of, you know, with all the research I've been doing around weight loss, microbiome, of course, comes into it as well. And this is super interesting because, you know, even 10 years ago, we did not know this. Most of the research that I'm looking at are in papers that are less than five years old. So this is super new. 
And in many ways, there is some uncertainty on how to actually work with this uh, in real life and not in the laboratory. So I think this is still a bit of a, a, a movable feast in terms of instructions as to, to how to manage this microbiome. But anyway, I'll get into that. So firstly, I wanted to talk about low calorie diet. And this is obviously based on uh, the concept, uh, a well-worn concept of calories in and calories out are how you manage weight. So if you want to put on weight, you eat more calories than you're expending. If you're wanting to lose weight, you eat less calories than what you're using. And if you want to maintain weight, it's kind of a calories in equals calories out. And that on a theoretical basis makes a lot of sense. And for many people, this works quite well. What we do know, as I mentioned last week, a calorie is not necessarily a calorie. Uh, There's plenty of um, research in looking at certain foods that are high calories, such as nuts, and find that people can actually manage their weight really, really well, even when they're eating lots of nuts. So even if the calories are uh, relatively high, uh, it seems that for many people, that works quite well and they're not going to gain weight. So there's still a little bit of a question mark, I guess, as to how effective this is and certainly on how sustainable it is. Because realistically, when you're looking at weight management, you are looking at a lifestyle change. I really don't like using the word diet or dieting because what you're doing when you're making changes to your food intake and your exercise, because you do need both, it is lifestyle changes and it needs to be seen as a a long-term thing. And I guess so mindset is super important as well. And when I work with clients on on weight loss, that's exactly what we look at. In fact, mindset is one of the most important, important things with weight loss. And in fact, working with that as a priority first before even making any dietary changes is something that I tend to do most of the time because that is really critical to success and having it in your mind that this is a long-term thing. This is not just for six weeks. This is a long-term thing to have healthy weight management. So in terms of the low calorie diets, and I'm not talking about fasting diets. That's a completely separate kind of conversation. And I'm happy to do a podcast on fasting. In fact, I'm making a note right now that I will do that um, probably in the next month or so, because I find that really interesting as well. And it's very, very popular. But when I'm talking about low calorie diets, I'm talking about things like um, 1200 calorie diets that are very popular, particularly with challenges. And those 1200 calorie diets are often just for a few weeks. They're not considered to be uh, something that you do for a long period of time. And again, it's very, very difficult to do it. I did it once a few years ago while I was still in corporate before I went on my particular journey into wellness and I was doing uh, some personal training and we had a challenge and I think it was a six-week challenge and we had things that we could choose to do each week as well as doing the exercise and one of the weeks I chose to do a 1200 calorie a day uh, intake for seven days and for those of you that have heard my story you know that I used to travel a lot for work so I had to try and manage a 1200 calorie a day intake while eating restaurant food and airline food and having to have a bit of a guess. Now I used a really awesome app 
to track all of that. And there are some fantastic apps around uh, that uh, really have all of even the brands of the foods that you're eating. So it makes it really, really easy to track your calorie intake. And I did this 1200 calories a day for a week and I, <laughs> I thought it was going to kill me. It was so, so hard. I felt hungry all the time. The first couple of days I did it, I obviously went through a bit of a detox, which I didn't even know what that was at the time. I just felt rubbish. I was really lightheaded, dizzy, nauseated, felt horrible. And uh, that probably lasted for a couple of days. And I, I didn't know why. I now know what that was and why, but I didn't realize it was even connected to this um, uh, low calorie intake. And I do remember being hungry all the time and just having to be quite obsessed with what everything that I was eating. And I have a vivid memory of having lunch with two of my uh, team members and we we're at a cafe in Melbourne and I remember ordering lunch and it was a couple of eggs because I obviously tried to get it as whole food as possible so that I could count the calories. And so I got, I think I got a couple of poached eggs and a salad or something like that. And I remember not having enough calories to have both eggs. So I, I ate one egg and I very meticulously peeled the white off the poached egg and just left this perfectly formed yolk on the plate. And I remember sitting there doing this during this lunch and the two, two women that I was sitting with just looking at each other and looking at me and I'm looking at them going, I know how ridiculous this is, but it's just for this week. And, um, it, you know, it was even just embarrassing when the waitress came over to pick up the plate and there's just this solitary little sad egg yolk sitting on the plate. Cause I didn't have enough calories and left in my day. If I wanted to have dinner, uh, the, a reasonable dinner to, um, eat that egg yolk. And I look back on that and go, Oh man, that is just so sad and so embarrassing. And, uh, what I did find, which was interesting, and it really helps me now when I'm working with clients with weight loss is that even after that week was finished and I no longer had to track my calories, I became quite obsessed with my calorie intake and I've continued to use the app for quite a number of weeks and I tried to stay within that 1200 calories and I actually became quite obsessed with it, which was really interesting for me because even when I was doing it, I was aware that it was a bit of a, um, a kind of a full on attitude I had about it and I was being, and I, and it made me really realize how easily and quickly we can get obsessed with this stuff and to a point where it's actually not very healthy in our minds. So, um, while I think there are some, it's using a, a low calorie diet can be good for a short term, uh, weight loss goal, like for an event or something like that, or if you're doing it as part of a challenge or you're doing it to, uh, I don't know, maybe just have a little bit of a challenge for yourself. Um, but I would just really caution about doing it for too long and about if you find yourself becoming a bit obsessed with the calories, then you really need to cut it and, and cut doing it, that is. And so that's what I ended up doing just because I wasn't liking some of the behaviors that it was driving in me. One of the things when you do have low calorie diets is um, sometimes you can actually 
lose weight, but it might be protein or rather muscle weight. So what happens when the body starts going into a bit of a starvation mode, it starts to break down the protein for energy. And if you remember from last week's podcast, I talked about how protein has a bunch of different uses uses in the body and energy is one of them. It's not the preferred source of energy, but if the body needs it, then it will start breaking down protein and proteins generally stored in the muscles. So that's something that we don't want to do. We don't want to break down our protein or our muscles rather we want to get rid of our fat so using tools to do that is a really smart thing to do and I'll get onto that in a moment but I just wanted to clarify one more point with low calorie diets the thing is that when we go off these low calorie diets what can happen is something called the yo-yo effect. So the yo-yo effect, it describes this phenomenon when we lose weight and then we go back to normal eating, our normal eating, and suddenly we get the weight back that you lost plus more. And it's a really predictable phenomenon that goes on in the body. And there's actually a reason for this. There's a couple of reasons actually for this. Um, uh, One of the the more long-held theories about that is this uh, theory of having a protein memory and a fat memory. And when we go on these lower calorie diets and the body goes into that starvation mode and the we get into our protein. When we lose that protein, the body wants to obviously build up the stores again because the human body has a protein memory. So it wants to build that memory back up to 100%. If you go on a low calorie diet, you might drop your protein stores down to maybe 80, say 88, 89%. So your body's going to want to replenish those protein stores. Now, at the same time, the fat stores, the fat also has a memory. And the thing is that fat reserves are actually built up faster than protein reserves. So often what will happen is those fat stores will get replenished. They'll get back to where they were. But then remembering from podcast, I think it was number one, we have an unlimited capacity to store fat an unlimited capacity. So while we're still building up those protein stores, our fat stores will be full and they will keep filling and they will keep overfilling until the protein stores return to 100%. And what it will do is the body will drive hunger until that original protein content to 100% is reached. And while we're hungry, we'll just be eating foods. We won't necessarily be... uh, driven to eat more high-protein foods because most of us aren't aware of what's driving this um, hunger. And therefore, that's why, that's one of the reasons why we get this yo-yo effect and we actually put on more weight because we've depleted the fat stores, we've depleted protein, and the body's just going to keep filling those fat stores while they're waiting for the protein stores to be filled back up. I hope that makes sense. Now, there's a secondary um, reason for the yo-yo effect, which has 
come to light only in more recent times. So there was a study and admittedly this was in rats, oh, sorry, mice. And uh, this is a 2016 study, so relatively recently. And this study showed that in fact the yo-yo effect was potentially driven by the gut bacteria's memory of obesity or of the uh, original weight if you're overweight or obese. So basically saying regaining weight after a diet could be linked to changes in the microbiome caused by obesity, not just because you've gone back to your original eating habits, which caused the uh, weight gain in the first place. And usually that weight gain happens over quite a long period of time. So it's really important that um, we are maintaining a healthy body weight just regardless during our life so that we don't have to go on these weight loss journeys. Because the thing is with this particular microbiome study, it showed that um, the changes that happened, so what happens is when you change your diet, your microbiome reacts to that and you can get changes in your microbiome. And the scientists observed in this study that the changes to the gut microbiome that happened because people were obese or overweight persisted for five times as long as the actual period spent dieting and it meant that the mice were actually predisposed to rapidly regain weight. So I'll just say that again. The changes to the gut microbiome that were brought about by the obesity persisted for five times as long as the actual period spent dieting and predisposed these mice to rapidly regain their weight. So there's this thought or theory that the gut microbiome drives this yo-yo weight gain as well. So I guess the take-home messages from uh, these Things that I've talked about today, these key drivers, which is low calorie, and I'm talking, you know, quite low calorie dieting and uh, changes to the microbiome is that really having a tailored weight loss program that is going to be a lifestyle change is probably going to be the best option. And also just then maintaining over the long term. If you're noticing that you're putting on weight, and let's face it, most of us can notice that like the clothes get a little bit tighter. I know for me, this is terrible, but I, I always blame the clothes first. I'm always like, oh, that's a bit tight. Oh, it must have shrunk. That's my first thought. It's not that I've put on weight. It is that my clothes have shrunk a bit. And um, it's because I don't weigh myself very often. And because I think when you see yourself every day, you just don't notice these things. And that's one of the, the traps I think people fall into is that they just don't notice these things that are these small changes that are happening on a daily basis until all of a sudden there might be an outfit you want to wear that you don't fit into anymore or, you know, summer comes and you've got to put on your swimmers and you're like, oh, okay, that doesn't look as the way that I thought it was going to look. So yeah, I think that's probably all I want to say about that this week. So um, basically having a tailored approach that's going to fit into your lifestyle that you can maintain over a long period of time is going to be the best option. So if this is something that you'd like to work with me on for your health and well-being, then please feel free to check out my website, susiegarden.com, and go to the tab called Hormone Balancing and Weight Loss. 
and there's a whole bunch of information there. If you have any questions, feel free to message me or email me. I'd love to hear from you and discuss this with you. I can work remotely with you as well. If you're not in Brisbane or you're unable to make it into my clinic in Hamilton, then this uh, way of working online is very, very effective and absolutely available to you. So if you've been enjoying this content, I would love it if you could leave me a review. It really makes a difference to how many people then get to access and see my podcast and what it offers. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.